In Acts chapter 2, we read about 120 followers of Jesus that were told to go and wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They gathered in a room, hungry to receive the gift the Lord had promised them. When he came, those who had been ready were filled with boldness and power. The truth of the gospel was spoken, and over 3,000 people chose to repent of their old ways and accepted their new lives as sons and daughters of the King. Many revivals have taken place since that time, and in every one, diligent prayer was the catalyst that welcomed a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. Many people believe that America is ripe for another great awakening. As kingdom bringers, we have the privilege of carrying the very thing that the world is crying out for. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey guys, what's up? New location today. This is kind of different. Yeah. We are in Scott's office at his church and uh, I am freaked out. I don't like new things <laughs> and this is weird to me. And I'm comfy. I'm completely at home right now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's all comfy cozy. Quick shout out, Building Solutions. Check them out at bldgsolutions.net. Uh, they sponsor this this shindig and we're excited about that thank you brian marshall and gang also check us out on facebook at kb podcast check out our youtube channel we're getting a few a few hits on there subscribe and you'll get the new episodes uploaded as you go also we would like your feedback you can email us at the kingdom bringers at gmail.com go on social media guys go on facebook um, go on to iTunes when you're listening to this on iTunes, rate it and review it. Like, tell us how amazing we are. Our yeah. e- our egos are small. Sometimes we need them lifted up a, a culture of prophecy. Encourage mm. us and build us up, please. Yeah. Come on. In Jesus name. Yeah. Amen. Or, or even if you don't like what you hear, man, let us know. Um, we're getting a few, like you said, we're getting some feedback, but we'd like to hear more. We want to pick your guys' brain. We want to see what we could do better. Um, what you like and you know, th- this thing started, Darren, Darren was kind of, um, had a vision to, to start this thing and man, we want to involve you. It's not just two guys on here. It's the kingdom bringers, but man, this, this is about the church. This is about the building up of the saints, man. And we want to, we want to know what we can do to, um, help you guys grow in the kingdom and in and, and your walk with Christ. So yeah, we're, we're open for negative criticism, but I will say this, um, it's, it's wrong. So like if you have a negative criticism, it's it's a wrong spirit. I'm just joking. <laughs> but I am encouraging a spirit of of discernment on that. So if you have I would rebuke the enemy before you type out that negative that negative comment. Because yeah. there's nothing there's nothing wrong, nothing nothing negative about what's going on here. I promise you that. The only thing negative, again, would be Scott's beard. There's nothing negative he about He needs that. to shave that puppy. And I, I'm saying like literal puppy on his face. He needs to shave it off. Uh, he, he's just mad he can't grow one because of his work. So this was uh, the week after Father's Day. Uh, how was your Father's Day, Scott? 
It was really good, man. Um, we were set to we were set to do this on Monday. Some things came up. We uh, we had to be real and cover some issues with us, and we done that. So um, back to Father's Day, though. Uh, we spent a little bit of a uh, second on we the Incredibles. I took my kids to the Incredibles. What did you think? Yeah, of that? you saw it. You know, and this isn't a movie critique website. It's not, or anything, but we're but, gonna do it. First of all, I love the Incredibles. Like yeah. it's it's probably one of my favorite. Uh, Pixar films, and I didn't realize it had been 14 years. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking it was that long. But I, I, my at least my family was very, very much anticipating this one. So we went on Father's Day, and it was, it was really good. I feel like I, I was excited and I was I was okay with it. But the more that I talk about it with like you and other people, yeah, the the less that I think I liked it. It's kind of well, weird. It, I don't know. There was just some peculiar parts in that in yeah. that movie that I, I, my daughter went up to go to the bathroom and with with my wife, and I was kind of glad she was gone during a couple of those scenes. Um, I I think like we talked about, it was tailored to the audience of fourteen years ago. So I think so. Yeah. It, and my kids, had we not shown them the first one, like my daughter never even saw the first one, she she had no idea, but. My son kind of did because we showed him, but had they not seen that, they would have had no idea like about this Incredibles. Well, so you know, kids kids flock to these Disney Pixar films now. And I was talking to a friend of mine. We were at, we were at their house, and his his little boy. He's probably I'm way off on ages, probably, but he's probably seven or eight or nine years old. And he came up, and I'm like, "Hey, are you guys excited to see the Incredibles too?" He's like, "Did you like the first one?" And he goes, "I've never seen it," and I was blown away. And then I was like. <laughs> It's 14 years old. Yeah. So you literally had to show these kids these old movies or they haven't seen them. So so, so how old was Darren 14 years ago? Oh, man. Darren was like three. <laughs> I'm a 17-year-old chap. <laughs> You're a 17-year-old chap doing the Kingdom Bringer <laughs> podcast. Awesome. Awesome. No, it it was good. And I, th- I think, I've first of all, it was really long. It was over two hours. That's Which a long. Which I didn't realize. I was telling you that. Like, yeah. When we got out of the theater, it was like 9.20. And I was like, what the heck, man? Yeah, what, that's what a long time for an animated film. My my middle daughter, Riley, fell asleep in the movie. And she does not do that. <laughs> so I think she probably just lost interest also. Which probably says something. But it was a good action movie. Yeah. It was a good action yeah. movie. And I, a lot of funny. There was a, there was the scene, you know, uh, some they were drinking drinking some drinkies and <laughs> yeah. getting kind of crazy. And then I was thinking, I was actually reminded when, when I when I walked out of the theater about Pinocchio. Oh. Remember when those dudes are getting jacked up and lit up? Yeah. Remember they're like getting drunk and stuff. So yeah. I guess it's not like out of the question for Disney to have drunkenness in their movies, yeah. but I don't know. It was when, when I say it was an adult movie, I, I'm not saying it was, like, inappropriate or, like, a ton of, you know, there, there wasn't a ton of, like, innuendo, but mm. I just, I don't know if the kids are going to appreciate right. it as much. Right, definitely need to be discerning on what you, you know, what you allow your kids and what you want them to be exposed to, so. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't discern it as much as the, the comment that you're going to put on iTunes, discern that more. Right. Than the movie thing. Right. But. Either way, we're good. <laughs> it was a good movie. I'm I'm glad it came yeah. out, and I guess it's over, so it's not that big of a deal. Well, it was a fun Father's Day. It was. It was, a, it was, it was, was good. Like good. It was good. I had I had actually had the, the Monday off after Father's Day, so we got to we were actually hanging out with some friends and got to uh, stay up later than I normally do on Sunday. As you know, I'm kind of an old man now. 
Yeah, you, you go to bed at like 6.30, so you got to be careful if you're trying to get a hold of Darren on <laughs> I Sundays. I get up around 5 o'clock, man, every single morning, so it's it's, er, it's early evenings for me, usually. So It's good. Hey, I also wanted I wanted to talk about, man, we're going to we're gonna start doing something. I haven't opened it up yet, but uh, th- through our um, Podbean is our uh, podcast host for this for this show, and through Podbean, we're going to be starting up a, a Patreon page, and so this is going to be like an opportunity for people to to financially give to this podcast if this is something that blesses you. Um, we'll have more details later, but it's going to be you know a dollar a month, five dollars a month, eighteen million dollars a month if you want. Um, so that's going to be available. It'd be really cool. We 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 need some equipment upgrades every once in a while we need some new computers we need some uh things like that so you'll have an opportunity to support that and 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 just bless us because we're so good looking um (laughs) but that's that's future stuff but i wanted to throw that out there just to kind of get you guys excited because i know there's people right now the mind stir it up right now there's folks holding their wallets waiting for that information yeah and so we're gonna allow them the opportunity to do that yeah so okay man what's uh What's the hot topic for today? You and I have been talking a lot about this. I'm clapping here. I'm so I'm excited yes. about this. I'm excited to get this you out. You and I have been talking a lot about this and we're going to we're going to go in a little bit to revival and what revival yeah. looks like, what revival is, what revival is the product of, hmm. what revival is intended for, why there's revival. Yeah. Go Scott Tilly. What do you what are you thinking, bro? Man, I I just this is such a huge topic to me. You see, um, when you see an outpouring of God's spirit, man, you want to, you want to know the whys and the hows, and you want to be in the experience of that. And we've seen it in many different places. We've done knowingly or unknowingly. I think we, the last three years, we've done a lot of ministry together, man. Um, maybe it wasn't labeled. These two dudes are specifically running together, but it, it's been that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, uh, I'm just, I'm excited about, this topic because for me, man, revival is, is where you are. Like you can, you can plan it, you can pray about it, you can expect to see it, but it starts in the heart. Right. And we're going to use some scripture today to back some of that up, uh, what we think and how we think revival works and how it's implemented from the kingdom for the kingdom. And because it's a, it's a fall of the spirit of God, man, into a specific place in scripture where we see revival. And I think that every believer, there's not a pastor that I know or or a church congregation that I know that isn't in weights of revival somewhere in their life, whether it be in their home, whether it be in their job, whether it be in that place where they worship on Sundays or Saturdays. So I'm excited to get this out, man. Um, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm in a place now where my heart is seeking revival. Um, I think we can be in a constant mind frame of, I want to see revival. I want to see signs. I want to see wonders. I want to see miracles. And, and that stuff just follows where revival is breaking it free. follows the believer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's just, let's get into some scripture, man. Can we, uh, can we do that? I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to pray. Um, yeah. Do that. Pray, and then uh, we're going to be reading from what Acts two, I believe. Yes. And so you're going to kind of show us what revival looks like. So go for yeah. it. Yeah. 
Man, Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in this place with us right now. Um, as we record a podcast, Father, your your countenance and your presence is with us. We feel it, Father. We thank you for the goodness that you bestowed um, upon us to be able to get this thing out and proclaim who you are, Jesus, that you are the one true king, that you are uh, the first, the last, and the, and the one to come. Um, uh, and I thank you. Um, for the ability that you've given us as believers to spark revival. I'm thankful that it starts in the heart um, of hungry people. And that is what we are, God. We're hungry for your presence. We want to see you. We want to seek your face. And I thank you for anyone listening, God. I just feel the blessing of your hands upon their life. And I uh, thank you for um, Darren. I thank you for his ability to to be here today um, with me and, and us just to hammer this thing out together and and trust that you're going to do something absolutely stunning with it. Father, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what? I'm going to read I'm gonna read it from the amp. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah. I'm going to read this I, I thing. I want to get there with you. So. From the amplified version, um, the U version app on the Bible. This is in, this is in uh, Acts chapter 2. And just a little prelude to this. When Jesus was with the disciples, he told them, before he left, you know, don't leave before you get the gift. There's a promise coming in and you need to stay in Jerusalem until you get it. There was a, there was a go and wait mentality behind what he was bringing and how he was going to bring it through his spirit. So in, in Acts chapter two, it starts and it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place and suddenly sound came from heaven. That right away, you know, it's something huge. If a sound comes from heaven, it's a God sent sound like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house and they were where they were sitting. There appeared to be um, tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. So I want to stop there for just a moment. So the acclimate to this is that Jesus told them to go and wait. He said there was a gift coming, right? Um, basically, if I don't go, you won't receive the comforter. If I don't go, you won't receive the gift of which you were promised. And... One thing he says, just to back up a minute, is this this always tripped me up in Scripture, not not in a bad way, but in a good way, like I fell into God's graces with this trip. And he was like, hey, you know, if I don't go, you won't receive this. It's actually better for you that I leave so that you can get the gift. And it was like, man, what's better than having Jesus in the physical form right next to you? And he's saying in his own words, it's better for you that I leave because you're going to receive this thing. So we see this thing, quote unquote, the Holy Spirit fall, right? They're, they're together, they're gathering, they're, they're probably sharing stories and waiting. They're in a waiting position. And th- you're going to get what we're saying with this waiting position here in a minute because that's all about revival sometimes. They're waiting for the hand of God to touch each and every one of them. And he does it in a very peculiar way, sitting the Holy Spirit. And so we have this room full of what tongues of fire and, yeah. and they're sitting about in the presence. People chose to Say, talk about that just a little bit yeah. about that hunger, man. I want to hear, I want to hear your view on that. Yeah. Um, man, when Jesus says go and wait, they, they chose to gather together and I just, I believe they don't have a clue what they were waiting on. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't think they were sitting around planning a revival service. I really don't think they were sitting around having a meeting, planning what this was going to look like. I don't think they had a clue what they were waiting on. They trusted 
Jesus, that when he says, I'm going to send something that's greater than I, I believe that they expected something amazing, but it was off their radar. They didn't know what yeah. they were even waiting on. Um, I think that here in, a, in America, especially in the American church, I think we tend to want to plan things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we, we sit and we have like planning meetings on a revival service, or we have planning meetings on um, events that we put on with, with, with time limits and with, with schedules. And I think, I think these disciples were sitting and they were waiting with complete hunger for something that was unknown, which sounds a little bit like faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you read about what happened, man, when when the spirit shows up, Mm. it was, it was unannounced. Mm. It was, it was unpredicted. It was unknown. And yeah, and well, then Jesus we, didn't give them a timeline and said, right. "Hey, he's going to show up at four p.m." I, he said, "Go and wait." So the planning and prep was in the heart, man. They were just hungry in the heart to receive something great. And I, I when God tells you to go and wait, there's this, there's an unknown aspect to that, but there's mysteries in the unknown. We know that from Scripture that the mysteries of God have been revealed. But how many of us know that He's still showing us mysteries every day, like the revelation? Yeah. Every day of something new is a mystery, right? Um, and so with that, man, you have these guys sitting in a room. They're waiting for the fall. So all of a sudden the spirit drops, boom. And they're speaking in tongues of fire. They're lifting each other up. There's beautiful things going on. It says a rushing of a violent wind, bro. Like whew, the Holy Spirit shows up and it's like a crushing wind around them. I mean, imagine imagine sitting in your office and all of a sudden wind comes and and your papers are blowing off your desk and you're kind of probably freaking out like what's going on and and God's giving you the promise of what he um what he had promised you before so you have this aspect of these men as you said not maybe fully knowing what to expect but living in revival in that moment seeing a revelation of Christ manifest the spirit and that to me guys is something phenomenal and we can experience that kind of um, thing in our own lives if we if we steward. Listen, they stewarded the room for the Holy Spirit to work. There was a presence that was knocking on the door to get in, and they stewarded the room with expectation of receiving something phenomenal. So, getting our hearts to that place, bro. There's a hunger. Like I posted on Facebook yesterday, it's it'll be really hard to experience the heavenly if you don't have the hunger. And I really believe that. If the church isn't hungry, then it's hard to experience the heavenly. So they were hungry. They were waiting. They saw the, the spirit manifest as a rushing wind. And it was beautiful, man. I think um, where, when was that considered a revival? Was, would you have thought that they, they sat around saying, okay, Jesus wants us to go sit and wait and have a revival meeting? The, re, <laughs> the revival came from where? Because what, when we read that passage of scripture... Holy Spirit shows up in a room. They get filled with that spirit. They start speaking in different languages and go all around. Peter then gives probably one of the most dynamic uh, sermons in history. Yeah. And the scriptures lined out Peter's sermon. Yeah. So there's something prominent about it. Over 3,000 people come to know Jesus. come 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 to this special new relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And it didn't. That's that's when you realize you have revival. Yeah. When the meeting's over, mm. 
according yeah, yeah, to our yeah, schedule. Yeah, there's a revelation of. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. Like we talk about Billy, the t- Billy Tent Crusade, the Tent Crusades. Yeah. Everybody talks about those now after they've already passed. You hear stories of grandparents and mothers and dad. Hey, we went, you know, to the stadium and Billy Graham spoke and all these people came to Jesus. That only came about like to speak about. We read the Bible because somebody wrote it. Right. Right. Yeah. Somebody wrote it. There was revival in the, in the scripture. So yeah, I get what you're saying there. That well, that's a big you, thing. You know, it's revival when the, the scheduled meeting has to be stretched into other meetings. Right. You, know, you think about these, these tent quote unquote revivals that came through town. It was because, so we're not, I'm not saying it's wrong to have a schedule to have like, you know, a, a man-made time slot. We're humans. We have to know times, right. To pick our kids up from the babysitter and whatnot, <laughs> but you'll know it's revival when there's a stretching of that limit. Mm-hmm. When, when everything that the man has come together to produce and promote, when that gets stretched and, and you realize, wow, people are on fire right now. The Holy Spirit has fallen and filled these people up. We better meet tomorrow. Yeah. We better meet the next day. We better keep meeting and, and, and like you said, stewarding what's going on right here. Right. And there's a lot going on. And then when that's done, you say that's revival. Yeah. You know, Azusa back in the day, we're, you know, we're talking hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. over a hundred years ago, like the breakout of the Pentecostal yeah. movement in America. Toronto. Them, them gathering in a house for a Bible study wasn't revival. Mm. Revival was 12, 18 days after their meeting. Right. When it's still going. Right. You know? Right. And that doesn't happen unless there's, man, I, I feel like the, the Lord shared with me yesterday. I was driving, I, I was I was thinking about this. Like, revival is the manifestation of, of man surrendering. Mm. Come on. Revival is is manifestation of man surrendering. That's good, dude. Like Peter in his message, it was a super duper convicting message. Yeah, he was going around basically saying, "Hey, all of you Jews, you killed Jesus. <laughs> you guys are the ones. He came. He revealed himself as the Savior, and, and you you, you him murdered him. Yeah, you yeah. rejected him. Yeah, it's time to repent. Yeah." And so what happened was they all repented, they turned to God, and and God poured out his and spirit. God poured out his spirit Dude, even more. Just for a moment, let's talk about repentance because yeah, that is such a huge thing in revival. Like it, okay, imagine you're at a Billy Graham crusade and you're at Wrigley Field or wherever, and this is the '80s, <clears throat> whatever, and the Holy Spirit falls and you're convicted. The first thing that you want to do if you're a non-believer is you're turning from your way. I mean, like that, right? So, yeah. and, and I've heard this, it's been clouded and it's been, people don't preach repentance anymore and da 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 da, da. Repentance is just the act of turning from who you were to who yeah. God has designed you to be. It's right? actually the word metanoia, which simply means change the way you think. Right. Or turn to God. Right. You can't turn to God unless you've changed, changed the, way the way you, you think. think. Right. 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 And, and it's. I talked a little bit about this Sunday. We we act like repentance is a bad thing. Like it's a negative dude. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is what turns us to receive his spirit, man. So repentance is never a bad thing. It's always a great thing. It was designed that way that we can have communion with the Father and not get caught up in the world 
The way we were designed is actually to have complete and total surrender to Jesus, man. And that's what changes things. That's a big part of revival is repentance, man. Because the Bible says, what, it's the goodness of God that turns man to repentance. We see the good nature that he designed us for, and it makes us want to be just like Jesus. And there's a place, there's a place where we can get comfortable. The key to, to great revival, one of the keys to great revival is repentance, man. When you see people on their face before the Lord saying, oh my goodness, I've been doing it wrong. I want to live like that. That's revival, bro. That's revival in the heart. And it starts with a hungry heart, even though you may not know. Something got that person to that revival. And it wasn't necessarily a constructed meeting. It was a stirring in his soul. I need something more in my life. And that's what repentance brings is a change of lifestyle. And I love the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. There's a there's something about just the stretching aspect. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a... A event coordinator kind of guy. I'm a, a He's concert, a promo dude. I'm a concert promo kind of guy. Um, so I'm used to like planning events and putting events. So nothing that I'm saying is like bagging the idea of scheduling. You know, hey, yeah. this speaker has 15 minutes. Really, what that what that showcases is it's not about the speaker. Yeah. You know, we're by by giving the time slot, we're actually allowing God time. It's it's the, um, I just think that revive. <laughs> if we're not willing to stretch our limits, man, if we're not willing to stretch our time slots, if we're not willing to stretch our plans, if we're not willing at the last minute to change everything about everything we've been talking about for the last three months in regards to a, a, a service or a meeting, then are we even ready for revival? Mm. You know, you can, you can get to a point, bro. And, and you and I have both been involved in, in like events, right? Events that we put on where we're, you're preaching or we're doing whatever. And we can not just be unprepared for the Holy Spirit, but we're not even expecting the Holy Spirit. Mm. If we're going to sit here and say, we have to, this, this quote unquote revival has to end at nine o'clock. We're not even expecting the Holy Spirit to show up. Wow. Not only are we not preparing for him when he does, we're not even expecting it. And so I just think there, there comes a point when our revival starts in my heart, bro. Mm-hmm. Revival has to, like, I first have to be vived before I can be revived. Yeah. Right? Right. There's got to be vival right. in my heart. <laughs> Did you say five? <laughs> five goes <laughs> like <west>. the mouse. <laughs> uh, let, let's hit on this for just a moment about the weight. Yeah. Uh, for me, a weight to steward the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because to me, that's what starts it. I mean, obviously the hunger in the heart. But when you get in that place of waiting. It's the presence. It's the presence. It's the presence. You are literally saying, okay, God, I'm stewarding the room to you. I don't care what you do or how you do it. I just want to live in it. And living in revival is, man, let me just say this. I hope I don't get to a place where I have to wait for a revival. Right. In my faith. Come on. Like, yeah. dude, we are a walking, talking revival. We should be. People should see revival in the Christian every single day, man. They should look at that guy and say, I don't know what he's carrying, but I need it. 
I want it. And then we can turn and say, hey, it's Jesus, bro. Do you know him? Do you know what he does? Do you know how he revived? Let me tell you about how he revived me. Let me tell you about this drunken fool who did X, Y, Z on Saturday nights. And now he totally looks different than that. Now he's on his face before the Lord giving him praise instead of on his face in the bathroom puking up because he drank too much. You know what I'm saying? Like that's revival, man. And people need to see the realness of that, that it's not just something that we read about. It's something that we live, bro. And that is to, to, I'm excited about events. I am excited. I am super, super excited about July 27th. Like there's, there's something that may happen. Yeah. We have, we have an event coming up in Dodge city, July 27th. There's a, a, I'm going to say it, a quote unquote revival. (laughs) There's a, there's a service that's being planned. I'm praying for revival from that service. Yeah. And so if we're, we've, we've already kind of outlined that revival is men turning from their wicked ways and and women and and (laughs) well, there's a, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll open the door for women too. It is, it is men and women turning from their wicked ways and facing the creator maybe for the first time and realizing it's all brand new Mm -hmm. and I want it. That does not come outside of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So what comes first? (laughs) The presence of the Holy Spirit comes first. So we're talking about that waiting game, man. I just believe with all my heart that those 120 are in a room and they're worshiping Mm -hmm. and they're praying and they're seeking God's face and Holy Spirit shows up. Revival does not, you can't call that revival. You can't call a room full of Christians experiencing the Holy Spirit revival. Revival is men turning from their wicked ways and facing God. I want to get to that place. Yeah. How do we get to that place? The presence of God. Yeah. Because it's the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. It's his presence that leads man to repentance. Yes. So we, everything that I do when it comes to an event or a service or a meeting has got to be stewarding the presence of God. That's it. That's Steward it. it. You, you if s- I'm not stewarding yeah. the presence of God, I cannot expect revival on the backside of this thing. Yeah. Um, I want to just give a quick testimony to that. I can distinctly remember one one service um, that we had here just outside this room in this sanctuary where the presence of God um, was so thick at the beginning of that meeting, quote unquote meeting, church meeting, um, a bunch of people coming to experience Jesus. Uh, and I couldn't even preach, bro. I got up to open my notes and the Holy Spirit fell and I, I just wept and wept and wept for probably a good five to so minutes before I could even get into the message. And I... You know, for me, it wasn't about getting a message across. It wasn't about I spent um, hours getting this thing prepared. You need to hear it. It was at that moment, if God completely scrapped that message and said, you're just going to sit here and enjoy me, I had to be okay with that. And I think that's what, and I say that because of this, there's there's an act to stewarding. You don't just walk into a room and do nothing. I mean, you can, but you tell God, listen, man, I, I don't know what you're going to do in this place, but I'm completely okay if I'm on my face. If I'm, what? what's it say? Before Pete starts talking, they were laughing. They were they thought they were drunk. 
It was, you know, early in the morning. They were looking at people like, what is wrong with these people? They're, they're completely sauced. And we got to be okay with it looking like that, bro. I don't think that you can go into revival and say, it has to look this specific way or it's not revival. Until you can show me, like, documentation of how the body is supposed to react to the presence of God, <laughs> you have no place telling me or anybody else that the head doesn't shake. You can't shake your head. You can't, you know, mm. you can't weep. You can't cry. You can't shake. It, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea how my body is going to react to the presence of God. That's kind of off topic a little bit, but it's the truth, man. And so a lot of times we have this preconceived notion about what even revival is supposed to look like. You know, they had no, they didn't know what speaking in tongues was going to look like. They didn't know what drunkenness in the Holy Spirit was yeah. going to look like. And These they didn't. People sh- are not drunk as you assume. It's uh, only 9 yeah. a.m. <laughs> and I prom- I promise you, they weren't sitting in that room trying to conjure up things that are going to prevent that kind of stuff from taking place. Ooh, come on. They're not going to sit there and say, okay, we need to sing this song and do it this way so that we can, you know, transition to this thing. They didn't have a clue what they were even waiting on, man. Hmm. I believe that with all my heart. And then it hit. I believe that with all my heart. That's what stewarding looks like, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Going into it saying, I don't know what's coming. Again, I've said this a couple of times. I don't know what's coming, God, but I'm okay with what you have to give. I'm here to receive. I want to receive revival. And maybe for the first time, people listening or people going are going to receive revival. And I believe that God is consistently, constantly reviving us. Just like he he brought the dead the valley of the dry bones to life, man. He he wants to revive humanity. Like that's what we should live from, buddy. Not not from event to event, but from glory to glory. Like yeah. if that comes in those events, that's awesome. But again, if I have to live, if I have to go to this thing on July twenty seventh and then say, Oh man, I can't wait till next year till it happens again and it revives me again, dude. We are a walking, talking testimony of revival. Jesus was a walking, talking testimony of revival. And that's what I think he wants to impart to us is the spirit of truth, the spirit of sovereignty, spirit of grace. And that was what revival looks like, you know, walking and talking and believing that what he did was brought freedom. Yeah. Just the word revive, bro. It means to bring to life. That means something's got to be dead. If we're expecting God to revive something, something has to die. Myself, my, are you really gonna drink that? Good lord, that's a it's my water, humongous jug of water you just pulled out. It's like a weapon. Holy <laughs> cow! Something has to die before it can be revived, man. Mm-hmm. You know, my my flesh, myself, my willingness to to do things my way and have oh man, just look at that, bro. Yeah, is God gonna bring to life something that's already living? Mm. Plans, plans that are already alive, plans that are like, man is propping these plans up and the schedule up. Is God going to bring that to life? Yeah. That schedule, that plan, that stuff has to die. Woo. That's, that's a good word. And and like you said, there is nothing wrong with structuring, you know, this event or any, we have to be willing have, yeah. to watch it die first. Absolutely. Though. But, but like, like we said, if we walk in there and Holy spirit says, I need you to change this. Then it's dying. <laughs> Cause I want him to bring it back to life. Yeah. yeah that's good. So that's a church service. That's a meeting. That's a Bible study. I mean, I don't, can't count how many Bible studies that I've been to where we got into a little bit of scripture and then God was like, I want you to pray. 
I want you to lay hands on each other and just pray for 20, 30 minutes, whatever yeah, it is. Good. So that, man, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited because there's a stirring. We know that um, anything worth seeing something coming to fruition from is going to have, there's going to be this bucking of it. The enemy doesn't want it to happen. So um, we see that. But I want to say that with this, with that, I guess, is that the enemy can't stop what's coming. We're walking, talking revival every day, all yeah. day. Yeah. Jesus, man, was a walking, talking revival. Yes. Everywhere he walked, people got healed. People got set free. Yes. Everywhere he went. And that's, I'm telling you, that's what revival is going to look like, bro. Mm-hmm. People getting set free. People changing. And we're going we're gonna to actually witness the manifestation of like spiritual transformation. Yeah. You know, not just somebody getting excited to go to church the next Sunday. Come on. I'm telling you, man. Come on. A lot of times we think that's going to be the success of a, re- of a small town revival is, hey, the churches the next Sunday are going to have more people in them. Mm. That That's going to be a product probably of like mm. transformation in their hearts. But I'm shooting for the transformation. I don't care if they go to church that next Sunday or not. Mm. I really don't. I want to be able to see and witness the spirit of God moving in people's lives. And that's, that's how we're going to know, look, we're in revival. Mm. And that's the part that I'm, I'm ready to see the backside of this planning. Sure. I'm ready to see the backside of the scheduling. And with that, I do want to give a shout out and promote a big shout out to Laura Laura. Taywater. Yes. uh, At the first Baptist church in Dodge city, man, she had a vision and a, a dream of uniting churches. I will say she's done that. Yeah, man. Churches are working together to put on what I'm going to call an event for Dodge City on July 27th. It's it's called Dodge City Revival. Check it out on Facebook. It's a, I'm gonna I'm gonna consider the name to be a prophetic thing. Speak it into it. Come on. When I I refuse to call this event revival. But I'm going to prophesy right now that we're going to see revival because of the spirit of God that's going to drop in the Dodge City Rodeo Arena. Mm. And if I ever have any doubts in my heart that that's going to happen, I'm called to steward a spirit of prophecy. I'm called to steward the kingdom in my heart. And if I think the enemy is trying to rise up to damper any kind of spirits, to damper any kind of excitement for an event where churches are getting together, wow, shame on me. Let's let's do this as the kingdom, as the body of Christ. We can be excited about experiencing the presence of God. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. And I'm pumped for that. We're gonna be there. the The Kingdom Brothers podcast is gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the both of us are gonna be there supporting this thing and um, believing. Right. Signs believing and wonders. For signs and wonders. Follow those who believe, yeah. and we're gonna be there believing in signs and wonders. I- I think it's time that we get to that point where it's time to start believing that every time we have a meeting, signs and wonders will follow those who are believing in that meeting. I think it says that where two or more gather, I'm there. Yeah. So the presence of God is guaranteed. Here's the deal. God promised to be there. Yeah. On July 27th, God promises to be there in that place. Mm. So we're going to go back to that word of waiting. Yeah. Are we going to be there waiting and expecting something that we have never seen before? Yeah. Or are we going to go there with, with ulterior motives yeah. and, and like unique special plans? I want to go there and I want to wait 
I want to go there with an expectation of God's presence like I've never experienced and never seen, and I'm so willing to experience that. Willing to experience and surrender to that. Yes. Just the w- there's a, If there's not expectation in the waiting, then it just becomes boredom. There yeah. has to be an expectation in the waiting. And these men, when they were told to not leave Jerusalem until they received the gift, they were in expectation of waiting. That is where the hunger comes from. Expecting God will show up, knowing that he he wants to show up, first of all, and that through his spirit there's going to be an outpouring, there's going to be a breakout of something maybe brand new in the lives of some people that they've never experienced before. And I'm telling you right now, church, anybody listening, if you want to be a revivalist, if you want to live for that type of thing, that's amazing, but why don't you start it in your own home? Why don't you start revival in your own heart, in your own home? And this event will be icing on the cake to something that you've already been stewarding in your heart. With expectation for the waiting comes stewarding the room for the Holy Spirit. I don't care if it's a rodeo ground. I don't care if it's your living room. If we steward, if we give him every inch, every corner of that room, you can expect signs and wonders to follow those who believe in that place. Man, we're, we're like on the brink of shutting this down. We're, we're running, we're running long here, but we're giving the room, the Holy spirit. We are, And I want to say, yeah, we're stretching our limits right now. I want to say one thing, bro. That just, I feel like the Lord just put this in my heart. We we mentioned that Jesus was like walking revival, right? And there was a dude that came before him that prepared a way for that revival. John the Baptist prepared a way and he's, he he preached the gospel. He preached uh, a message of repentance. He preached a message of, 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 a coming savior. He prepared a way for revival to come. That's what we're going to do. Like right now from this Mm. day forward is prepare a way, not for an event, prepare a way for the coming of the King. Yeah. And that's what we're expecting. That's good. And so I want to close this out with a, a prophetic prayer. We're going to, we're going to pray this out right now. Believe with us. If you're listening to this, that you may not be anywhere near, Dodge City, Kansas, like that's our region. And we're expecting the presence of God to come and transform hearts and minds. Mm. But as a believer, we're asking you to join us right now and believe with us for transformed lives, for transformed hearts. That this month, these next two months are going to be transitioning from one way of living into a new way of living. Yeah, That's what we're expecting. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for revival. We thank you, Father, for your desire to revive dead things. We thank you for your desire to come and to walk with us during this period, to walk with us during this time of stepping into something new. Mm. And if we're not expecting to step into something new, God, I pray that you spur us on. That means take the spurs, stick them in our sides, and encourage us to go. Like spur us on into to new things, into new areas, into uncomfortable flesh moments, Father, where our flesh is being stretched and our 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 natural is being is being prodded, Father. We thank you for that. And we just believe over this region right now that your presence desires to come and to restore and to renew and to be um, a breaking force. Of, of the kingdoms of darkness right now. Come on. That the, the, the kingdom of heaven desires to come and break the kingdom of darkness. 
And so we're expecting that in the hearts of individual lives and families in churches that need to be woke up. There's churches in this area, Father God, that need to be revived. And we're believing in that revival right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, hey, one second. You said comfort. I said amen first, though. (laughs) Just kidding. With comfort, this just kind of came to me. Um, The Holy Spirit is called the comforter. Yeah. So if we're never in a place to need comfort, then we're not growing. We're not stretching, right? It's time to get uncomfortable. I want to say that it's time to get uncomfortable and to never take comfort over the kingdom of heaven. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Awesome, man. This was fantastic. Yeah. This was so good. Thank you guys for joining us. We're excited to do these. I promise you we want to get on a consistent schedule where we're putting these out like every Tuesday morning. So be on the lookout for that. Again, reminder, check out our YouTube page. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our everything page. We're everywhere. Yeah. We're everywhere. We love you guys. We love you guys. Love Until you. next Brian time. Brian Marshall, thank Brian you, Brian Marshall, you're amazing. Hope you're having fun on vacation, brother. Yes. Until next time. Peace. Be blessed.